Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. I am an assistant editor at Mint. I keep a close track of all that is happening in the world of stock markets. You are listening to All Things Markets where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. The economy contracted by 7.3% in FY21, its first contraction in 4 decades. India's real GDP grew 1.6% in March quarter, while private consumption, which accounts for more than half of GDP, improved to 5 quarter high in March quarter. GDP for FY21 and fourth quarter indicated that unlocking of business operations drove economic growth for two quarters, confirming growth momentum had started to build in since July. Also, India's fiscal deficit for FY21 was lower than the revised estimate by government. So, how will investors interpret the macro data? Does the economic glide path look shaky in FY22? To understand that, I'm joined by Arvind Chari, Chief Investment Officer at Quantum Advisors India. Hi Arvind, welcome to the show. Thanks Nasreen, thanks for having me on the show. So Arvind, a lot of data conversation today. Uh, so first, my uh, first up question is, uh, what is your uh, uh, reading of the fiscal deficit number? So if you look at FY21 as a as a whole year, and if you look at tax data on a screen, almost all tax estimates, like if you look at personal income tax, corporate tax, GST, customs duty, excise, all of those were better than the revised estimates that the government put out sometime uh, uh, six months back, right? This is a COVID pandemic year. Revenues were supposed to be lower, but all the estimates have beaten the revised estimates that the government put out. That tells you two things. One, government was a bit conservative of of the fiscal uh, tax revenue. Second thing it tells you is more importantly is that the economy actually did much better. The recovery that we saw uh, from August September onwards, right up to Feb March before the second wave hit us, uh, was very very significant, very very impressive, and that shows up in the tax revenue data. But if you look, if you peer down and and if you want to look at a bit of uh, detail in it. If I compare FY19, I'm not saying FY20. I'm saying FY19, March 2019. If I look at March 2019 as against March 2021, so just looking at a two-year impact on 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 GDP and on 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 taxes and fiscal, personal income tax on an absolute level is actually below FY19 levels uh, in FY21. So that tells you the impact on income and consumption over the last two years. FY20 also was a slow. slow down year you know gdp fell to 4% and fy21 of course was a pandemic uh, if you look at corporate tax it's actually down 30% over fy19 much of it is because of the corporate tax cuts that came through right but so so here you are corporates are reporting very high profits you you're hearing a lot of data on listed corporate india having the best tax uh, corporate profitability but the tax revenues from corporate india has actually gone down Uh, if i look at gst over the last 3 years that system seems to have stabilized uh, the activity levels the eva bills and it's showing up in you know more revenue so maybe the systems the invoice matching the implementation systems have actually got stabilized and i think that's a positive for the economy that you know gst system is 
kind of there and and the runway for higher growth should come through the bigger driver though was uh, excise duties right oil prices the, the tax that the government collects on on oil prices has been so significant i mean they've collected almost one and a half lakh crore 1.5 trillion inr uh, over the last two years by higher taxes on oil and of course the government has used that money to you know pay subsidies but if you look at it in, in another way this is the income of people which is being spent on a higher tax by the government and higher income tax in a, on a general basis in a year where you know incomes and consumption got impacted so you know that's that's a way to see it of course the government needed the extra tax revenue they spent on you know food subsidy they spent on mandrega they even did a few very little of income support uh, and of course they they borrowed a lot more so from a investor perspective when you see uh, the fiscal deficit actually doubled uh, from fy20 to fy21 from 9 lakh crore to about 18 lakh crore but if you look at the cost of government borrowing like the the interest that government pays on its government bonds actually was at a record low it actually fell you know that just shows the power of you know a central bank and especially in india with, with the reserve bank just cutting interest rates adding liquidity supporting the government bond borrowing program what is your estimate of the deficit uh, for fy22 i know this time in the budget the government has put more emphasis on the growth than on the fiscal deficit but anyways yeah. uh, where where do you see fy22 fiscal deficit to be uh, not only for fy22 nasri if you look at the government's fiscal trajectory they've said that since till fy26 the fiscal deficit centers fiscal deficit gdp will will remain around that 4 and 1/2% to of gdp level so that's a significant amount of fiscal stimulus that will come about in the next 2 3 4 years uh, as against what was our earlier target of you know trying to reach 3 3.5% of fiscal deficit so the government has clearly uh, chosen growth and rightly so india is a growth economy india is a poor country growth has to come ahead and forward and 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 reach to that 6 6.5 level for many people to come out of poverty and many any opportunities to get created uh, so the fiscal deficit will remain fairly wide for a long period of time uh, for fy22 uh, given that we've now started the year itself with a second wave and lockdowns uh, there will be some shortfall in in tax revenues uh, be it income tax you know there's been impact again on lockdowns and livelihoods and people's incomes have gone and unemployment levels have again increased so there should be some impact on income tax but corporate activity i should be i think should be okay because if you see corporates have kind of learned to adjust and work in a lockdown period both from a you know uh, managing their cost structure but also in terms of following standard operating procedures to operate in a lockdown i, I don't think corporate activity will get impacted that much gst also as i said before uh, should be should be okay and uh, positive and negative oil oil prices are higher so oil tax revenues will be much more than what the government budgeted but uh, you know at 100 rupees on the pump price i don't know how politically uh, you know how how long can they continue with that price you should expect some reduction in tax revenues uh, maybe they can do a bit more on divestments and privatization although they've been saying a lot but doing very little uh, markets are at record peaks so you mm. know i think they should just speed up the disinvestment divestment whatever you call it privatization if they're able to do lic and bpcl which mm. they've been talking about again for a long time if they're able to do it maybe they will be able to manage the uh, fiscal 
the thing to notice what's what's the government's priority is the government's priority capital expenditure more or the government's priority is support income and consumption so we have the fiscal resources maybe uh, there might be some slight increase because of revenue shortfall and and higher expenditure increase but there are resources are available and maybe even more resources will be made available with this help of the rbi but more i would think uh, what's the priority what does the government want to support this year as what we've seen against last year will they support income and will they do more income stimulus or will they continue with this capital expenditure and do you think that uh, in um, overall uh, the gdp number was impressive i i, I know around 6 months of the year was under lockdown i think the gdp numbers was uh, very similar to our estimates that we had made internally uh, we this year especially because of the high impact of indirect taxes like oil 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 especially from oil and the entire subsidy payment that the government has done right so we kind of looked at more from a activity level to focus on gva instead of gdp uh, because gdp has way too much noise in terms of because government has not only spent this year but they also you know cleared up the fiscal finances of of fci over the last two years so you know that that also has an impact on the overall gdp number uh from a gva perspective our our estimate was about minus 6 and a half and i think it it came slightly better than that I, as i said before i mean the the recovery in the economy uh was was much more impressive agriculture was a you know stead rock you know in as it as as it always is you know in in when things go bad agriculture becomes a, like a bedrock for the economy and and it did well the government support also uh, was was fairly crucial but the recovery in manufacturing the recovery in little bit of mining and construction uh, was much more impressive to see right so what is your um, uh, comment on the investment scenario both from the private and the government investment uh, side uh, last uh, quarter looked better but for yeah. the overall fy22 uh, what do you think about the private investment vis-a-vis the government spending uh two three things so uh, so the government spending will still remain uh, uh, i think they will they, they should prioritize more towards income support than against capital expenditure and allow the private capex to go through there we've seen if you look at large indian companies listed as well as unlisted but large players they've actually gained market share right? there's been huge consolidation a lot of informal businesses have gone out of the system and they as they consolidate maybe they'll also introduce uh, invest right they will start increasing capacities because now they have pricing power and they know that the market share is consolidated within very few players so they will they should be able to uh, uh, increase investments their balance sheets also are much better and that's been true right in a lot of informals in businesses household small individual run businesses have also kind of shut down or not been able to cope up with gst and that's there in across seg- segments so even even large segments like steel cement metals has seen that but even smaller smaller industries have also seen this thing where uh, companies which had better balance sheets slightly more organized uh, in uh, formalized uh, are taking market share so that's one that's one driver for private investments uh, although at a broad economy level capacitization of the entire industry has released data released by rbi it's still below 70% so you know at that level you generally don't get uh, capex or investments but certain specific segments market share consolidated areas uh, you might see that the other two aspects which will drive private investment uh, one is that 
government's PLI scheme, right? They've already announced a subsidy number for it. Uh, that seems very promising. Uh, we've already seen a lot of companies gearing up. Uh, we need more details on who will get, how will you get, when will you get. But but a lot of already a lot of companies in different sectors are are gearing up to that, and that that increase in revenue should also lead to some increase in capex. The third driver I would say, uh, which which we saw in the you know the the earlier pandemic, not it was not a pandemic, but the earlier uh, health crisis was the SARS, the of two thousand two two thousand three, and post that we had a global boom, and that global boom was a global investment boom which resulted in a huge increase in trade and exports. And maybe we are already seeing that. We are seeing ex global exports, global imports, global trade activity increasing. And very rightly so, right? The, the global central banks and governments have spent $20 trillion plus over the last one year and ready to spend more. And that's why glo global growth is looking up. And that that will should drive Indian exports, which should drive Indian uh, private capex. So, not very, very hopeful. It it will not be like the 2004-2007 period where it was in a complete boom and investments were driven by exports. But it is a very, very, it's going to be a very big driver in the next one or two years. Export growth combined with PLI and combined with what I told about market share consolidation should lead to some increase in uh, private capex and private investment activity. Okay, so according to your assessment, how much damage has the second wave of COVID done as far as the economic conditions are there in the in the country? Uh, as I said, I think that uh, the damage was done last year and this year, so that's like it. It's a double whammy. Uh, livelihoods are, have again got impacted, and as I said, this time the sentiment impact is far more crucial. Like if you look at the CMI consumer sentiment indices. Have actually taken a big drop, and more importantly, it, it has taken a big drop in rural areas, which you know if you if you remember in the first first wave or the first phase of the of the of the pandemic, rural India was not as impacted, right? Although migrants went back, but they don't. There were quarantine centers for migrants, so you know the the it didn't spread as much, and rural India actually uh, came back very strongly. This time, that hasn't been the case. Right? We've seen rural India across the country almost. Uh, getting impacted, and you know, I'm I'm a bit more worried about the sentiment impact of that. You know, uh, people losing jobs, people people how, households having debts, and how do they cope with that? Uh, as I said, from a from an operational perspective, everybody now knows how to work and how to operate within a lockdown. Lockdowns also have not been as strict as it was in the as it was last year. Right? It is a much more relaxed lockdown. A lot of activities are happening, uh, but. But there is a clear uh, income impact. There's a clear income impact, sentiment impact, and, and mm. the un unemployment numbers also showing it. Right, they were yeah. they were again gone up, and right. uh, the entire bunch of services and construction and you know non-agri rural economy uh, mm. needs to be supported. Which is why I'll, I'll repeat my point that you know there is a dire need of income support to be given by the government, uh, mm. and they they need to do it now. Uh, they can't wait for a delay and wait for a time to do it. Hmm. So after the first uh, wave and when the lockdown was lifted uh, in yeah. June last year, uh, there was a gush of uh, you know demand uh, from the consumer side. Uh, uh, they, it was called a pent-up demand uh, because people were waiting to 
buy, buy you know, renew their kitchen appliances or buy new stuff uh, in their home because they knew that uh, work from home is going to take a little longer than it was anticipated oh. earlier. But now, as you said, it is more of a sentiment. It's also a sentimental uh, hit because uh, there are losses in the family. And of course, the income losses is very huge. So you yeah. think the consumption demand will take some more time to even uh, get back to what it was in the month of January this year. Uh, it will. Uh, but there, there are two things that you need to figure out uh, and that, that we all knew and we all realized very well in FI21 that the Indian consumption story, we might have a billion plus people, but we don't have a billion plus consumers in, in terms of discretionary consumption. Right? The top 150, 200 million Indians or 15 or 20 crore Indians are the ones who have the income and who have discretionary consumption. And mm. because their incomes didn't get much impacted in the first wave, you saw mm. a recovery, as you said, you know, people wanting to have bigger rooms, people wanting bigger uh, you know, extra laptops, you, you name it. Mm. That pent up mm. demand was very sick. Plus travel, right? People immediately, November, December, Jan, when it opened up, you saw yeah. a huge bunch of Indian travel. That, that might happen again. But again, if you look at the second wave, it's uh, the people who, like in Bombay city, uh, the data that was given out are the people who live in high rises got mm. more impacted in the second wave that as, as against people who are slums or you know lower income uh, areas got impacted in the first wave. So you know there is an impact uh, in that high income, high to middle income uh, people also. Mm. Plus the spread in rural areas, right, which was which was not the case uh, earlier. So you know that the health expenditure that people would have made across urban rural India, right, will have an impact on what they will consume, which is why I'm, I keep on repeating that, you know, that 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 has to be supported by a direct income support. And a government has different ways to do it. They have Jandan, they have, hmm. uh, you know, ration card data, they have the construction laborer worker data, they have trade, you know, people who are in retail trade, they, they have hospitality, people who are working, you know, retail and hospitality. They have all that data and they, they can use different means and ways to transfer. But you know, that that would be required for the pace of the economic recovery that we saw between, say, August to January to be able to continue once things open out uh, between July and August. Right. Uh, so according to you, what will be the gr uh, growth drivers in FY22? I assume mon monsoon would be one because uh, the forecast uh, has been above, uh, above normal monsoon expected in, uh, this time. But besides yeah. monsoon, uh, that that is probably going to spur a bit of rural consumption. But besides monsoon, what would be your uh, growth drivers? So as I said before, exports should be a very big driver. Right. as global economy has recovered. And if you look at most of the Western world, which is the consuming world, uh, you know, the US, the UK, a good part of Europe, and even China, uh, which is a big consumer today, uh, their vaccination levels have increased quite a bit. Uh, the economy has recovered. It's practically open for business. Uh, that should be helpful. And given the huge fiscal and monetary support that went through last year and, con and continues this year, Global growth should be higher, and and thus exports should be a very big driver for in uh, for for the growth that we are seeing. Uh, the other could be for capital flows. Uh, global interest rates still remain very low. Right? Global liquidity is high, and global interest rates remain very very low. And that money should find to search for growth areas. So if if India is able to demonstrate that the second wave also was nothing different from Europe, although India's state capacity was weaker and that's why you had an impact. 
but everything is under control and and you know we are back in our reform uh, income support and 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 recovery mode we should be able to generate and attract a lot more foreign capital coming into it that could also be a fairly big driver the worry is inflation globally inflation is is increasing and you know you might see central banks you know starting to talk about tightening interest rates and easing and sucking out liquidity but still we've seen that in when inflation is increasing but is not very high uh, indian equities indian bonds tend to do well oil prices apart if oil prices goes to 80 90 then it's a different thing but otherwise a general increase in inflation which increases growth nominal gdp tends to be very very good for corporate india and corporate profitability so you know foreign capital flows and exports uh, will be will, should be the main driver if the government reprioritizes itself and does the income support and and supports incomes and consumption uh, that will be a further fillip to the all right arvin thanks a lot for that conversation uh, those were some insights that uh, i'm sure listeners would be interested to know thanks a lot once again for giving your time and stay safe thank you nasreen thank you so much for feedback you can write to me at nasreen.s@lifemin.com or you can reach out to me on twitter at nasreen story you can also reach out to us at ht smartcast We are present on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.hcsmartcast.com. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.